Welcome to the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving. We provide education and information on senior care topics. Here's your host, Ryan McInniff. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving, giving you information and education about senior care topics. Haven't said that in a while, Jen. I know. A little rusty here. <laughs> so there are two podcasts that are going up before you're going to hear this. One's on Sherry Keating, who was an awesome interview. We did that interview actually a long time ago. Um, and I, no excuses. I just didn't put it up. And not, not for any reason. I like Sherry. She's awesome. She's spoken for, for on behalf of Minute Women once or twice. And then there's another one that's uh, a little less timely, but it's still important to talk about. It's with everything that was going on with care.com. Um, you know, long story short, basically we opened up a second office and uh, that took precedent over doing some of these podcasts. So now that um, we've hired a, a rep, a sales rep for that area, as well as kind of finalized the office and it's ready to go, you know, we took six weeks off, so sue us. All right. We reallocated you don't pay time for, this for the last yeah, six You don't weeks. pay for this podcast, so go. there's no advertisers you have to listen to. That's it's just right. straight information. So, you know, that's kind, of the, that's kind of the deal. Anyways, we appreciate your understanding, your patience, and your support. There you go. That kind of sounded nice. Stringing that those did two sound nice. Anyway, so Janet, we've, we're have we getting back into this, doing these podcasts, and you have one. And listen, we've had six weeks to come up with ideas. I've got a number of ideas here as well, but you had something that you liked, and it sounded pretty good, and I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very big problem in general, but it certainly hits home when it comes to seniors and Alzheimer's and things like that. So- Dive right in. What's going on? Okay. So today what I wanted to talk about was this um, back in February, the FDA cracked down on uh, a number of uh, companies that were selling over-the-counter supplements regarding uh, improving your memory, uh, dementia, that sort of thing. And uh, they sent out 17 letters to certain companies. And I guess one company responded immediately, but the other... The rest of them have not um, fully responded, complied, whatever. And the the thing that has got everybody up in arms about this is, you know, we see things on TV, especially 2 o'clock in the morning. There's the snake oil salesman selling heaven knows what stuff from making your hair grow to whatever. Um, but with this, um, with the dementia issue, you know, dementia is sort of like one of those illnesses that everyone is like, terrified of. It's the big scare. What can they do to prevent it? And um, a lot of people feel desperate about that, especially if there's someone in their family that has had dementia. And a lot of these people are on fixed incomes, and they're spending money on these products that nobody can say that they benefit or not. So the FDA has finally, you know, said, wait a second, you can't, you can't make some of these claims that you're making. There's and they're referring to them as the snake oil salesmen of our current generation. Um, and one of the things that they uh, they summarized it as people have shrinking wallets, medications going up, and in many cases people are turning to some of these supplements instead of some of the drugs that are in fact approved by the FDA because they're cheaper. 
um, and you know what are they actually? Um, it's almost the it's almost the equivalent of uh, somebody that's supposed to take uh, a certain amount of like uh, two pills per day, but instead of just taking one to make it last longer. Exactly, exactly, and and one of the things just like so many other issues with um, the internet, with cable shows, the internet hosts are being referred to as um, traveling medicine shows. And you see these, well, there's this doctor that's making this claim and say, well, they've had these results. And you find out it was really two guys that were testing it on four mice, you know, and they saw some results in that. And that was good enough. And in reading the article, I felt like I had gone back to school and was taking a science course trying to read some of it. But um, they're exaggerating um, findings and, and all of this kind of thing. And um, it went on to say that, you know, as, as I mentioned, the idea of taking fish oil because it's cheaper rather than Aricept as, as a drug. And um, they're trying to figure out how they can really get a handle on some of this. And I, I just thought it was a really, really interesting thing because, like, you get numbed to too many commercials after a while and and the credibility of some of the hosts that come across and the vulnerability of the elder population. Or there's some celebrity they paid a bunch of money to that's now the spokesperson and you Exactly. Know. It's it's scary. And um you know, in in reading through there was like studies and all of this and I won't you know, go into all of that because it, it breaks down what does science say? What do the doctors say? Um, one of the things that the FDA is looking at, and they referred to it as having the sheriff come to town and try and manage the Wild West. And of course, we've used that scenario for a number of things in, yeah. in healthcare, right? Um, and they're trying to put together what they call a rapid response tool. Um, and that's, they're trying to pass a bill for that, which is going to help to monitor some of this and flag these things as they come up. But just like many other things we talk about in healthcare, do they have the manpower to enforce and use the tool that they want to use? You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, what they really should just be doing, it, it seems to me, is is the FDA needs to be able to regulate supplements and that, that market. Um, I certainly understand that the associations have their own lobbyists that have been you know, I'm sure there's bills that have gone to the started in the House or, or whatever it might be that get voted down because of lobbyists. But you know, I work out a lot. I mean, there's you go you go into a GNC or a vitamin shop, and the whole the whole building is based off of supplements that you have no idea what what's going on. I remember um, years ago that there was a kind of a controversy over the vitamins that were at your local pharmacy mm -hmm. that were, you know, basically uh, certain brands were, were the majority of it was just filler. And, you, you know, they said you were getting 80 milligrams of whatever or whatever the dosage was, and it wasn't close to that. Um, you know, it, and so I think it's, I think it's an epidemic that, like I kind of said in the intro, it's a wide-ranging epidemic that's now just focusing on this one area. That's right. Because there's so because there's so many people that are worried about that, or there are people that um, are see a loved one that's starting to decline into this disease, and they're willing, you know, their love and their hope, and their these people are preying on this this person's emotion. That's like, 
hey, listen, even if it's what it, a, a one in a billion shot, still better than zero. You know what I mean? Right. And so, hey, like if I have to pay you $50 a month for the next 24 months to see if this works, you know, that's worth it to them. Yeah. And, you know, when you, you think about it, there's everybody knows about athletes and the Olympics and blood doping and all of this kind of thing and the amount of money that goes into the testing and all of that kind of thing. And you hear about athletes that end up getting suspended because they were using performance enhancing drugs. And I mean, you would like to think that they would have the financial ability to take the good stuff and 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 keep it um keep the banned subject substances out of it. But the reality is a lot of them, they are supplements. They are not regulated. So, I mean, there are some people that can honestly think the product they're taking is okay. And then they get tested and they don't pass, you know, and we say, oh, well, that's, that's football or that's baseball or whatever. But those are multimillionaire people that, that are messing with that. These are vulnerable elderly people that are watching a commercial that think that they can save the money on um, a, uh, a a drug that's going to save them from dementia, you know. And and it it needs to be cracked down because when you think if the FDA sent out seventeen letters and these weren't seventeen products, these were seventeen manufacturers, and many manufacturers make more than one drug. Yeah. Or supplement. Well, I mean, it also reminds me of the um, the luminosity uh, uh, controversy where that I don't know if you remember, but it was that like online subscription game that had a lot of um, that had a lot of uh, commercials a uh, number of years ago, probably the 2015, 16. And they got in trouble with the feds because they were claiming that doing these brain games could help stave off or, or, or push off the, the, you know, Alzheimer's disease and dementia, you know, keeping your brain active can, can, you know, prevent these diseases from um, occurring, or it would slow the progression of the disease, which was just, you know, um, you know, it, it was just a crazy thing. It's like saying, well, if you do push-ups, maybe the cancer will slow down. Like, you know. Exactly. Um, How so, many ads are on about all this different exercise equipment and the people that swear by it? And then, oh, I don't know, January or February, I see a lot of it at the dump. <laughs> you know? That's what happened to us. So my girlfriend and I, we uh, we went on the, one of those apps. I wanted to get a small little, um, as compact of a elliptical as I could. And I went online and I found the Bowflex one and it's the line called Bowflex Max. And it's a very, it's basically a stair stepper slash elliptical. So it's, okay. it's more like you're doing more up and down than, so it's very small. It's the, uh, the footprint is smaller than this desk. And so, um, I went online and it was like February and these brand new ones were on sale for half of what they were worth. Yeah. And I just went up there and, and paid a couple hundred bucks for one rather than paying $1,300, you know. And it was funny that family we bought it from, they had just bought a, a Peloton, which was that like $2,000, bike, plus it comes with the subscription. And I, I'm not judging. I'm a little porky myself, but these were people were very porky. And they were overweight, and I was like, hey – if the if if the Bofax didn't do it for you, what the Peloton's going to do it? Like, <laughs> you got to use the thing, right? So, um, 
you know, I think at the end of the day, you know, you can get you can get the latest and the greatest piece of technology or whatever, but you need to you need to use it. And I think with these and and bringing it back into it, exercise, much like anything we we know from studies that exercise and getting good amounts of sleep consistently over your lifetime is going to be better than pretty much any drug that you can take six months before you find out that you're going to get cancer or get Alzheimer's or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, it's just one of those things where, uh, you know, these, these, these people are, my guess is a lot of them are overseas. My guess is the, the, you know, I don't know how many of them are like, yeah, I, I imagine that you have overseas money involved in this. You, you have local money involved in this. It's just, it seems like they, they know that this is an area in which it's kind of preying on fear. They can prey on people. Yeah, and they're they're not they haven't been held accountable. And you know, there are things that uh like you say, the exercise and all the rest of it, but another piece that enters into well, anybody, but especially the elderly is that you have more than one thing happening physiologically. You know, people have in in the the medical world, they call them comorbidities. You know, most people don't have just arthritis or just this. They can have, you know, respiratory problems. A lot have heart problems. They can have diabetes. And all of these things play into, you know, anything that you take. Sure. Um, So maybe that mouse that they tested, you know, they found out that giving it the fish oil was doing great things for its brain. But you don't know if the mouse also had heart disease or the yeah. mouse had other things going and on. And the thing that's scary about all that stuff is that, you know, I, I don't doubt it. Like, we'll use fish oil, for example. From what studies show that fish oil is a very good supplement to take on a regular basis? Yes. That's assuming the supplement you're taking is fish oil. Like, Correct. And so that's the concern that I've always had. It's like, I don't know where these products... You go on Amazon, somebody's got 10,000 good reviews doesn't mean anything anymore. You can buy those reviews. You can buy Amazon reviews nowadays, you know. Yep, you can pay for any study you want. Yeah, and so it's like, hey, listen, that's great that fish oil is good, but then you got to get real fish oil, and then you got to make sure that how do you – How is it processed? How am I going to know if it's real fish oil? I'm just a dude that does a podcast and tries to – uh, make some caregivers go out. To, <laughs> I don't have a lab. I don't know. I'm not going to go right. test this stuff. And I think, you know, the, the more you start testing these things, the more you maybe realize like, you know, this, this might not be exactly what it is. So that's yeah. always my concern as well. I don't think I, I'm very skeptical about the things you buy over the counter at a Walgreens or a CVS. I don't know what kind of, uh, you don't know what's in the bottle. Yeah. yeah. And you know, not to get medical nerdy but in in research what they there are legitimate studies that you know they know what their their subject is and they've done all their their um, monitoring properly that one of the things about fish oil is that it does seem to have an effect on the plaques in the brain that is a big part of sure. uh, dementia but you know, then there's the question of where'd you get your, even if you eat fish, where'd you get your fish? Or one thing that I wonder about, and I'd be curious to be nerdy and look into it someday is, okay, salmon is one of the best sources, but there used to be that wild, healthy salmon out there swimming around. And now there's a lot of farm-raised salmon. What are they feeding those fish? 
you know, and how is that affecting it? Like we, my brother and I Probably used to. Probably a byproduct of corn somehow. We used to always laugh about who was the, the chicken guy there, Frank Purdue, and his chickens all had a golden yellow color. Well, what made those chickens more yellow than somebody else? Is it something found in nature, you know? So, I mean, there is the buyer beware, but it's like, like you say, when people think that, man, if, if this is the one time this one drug or this one supplement's going to be the thing, and instead of a prescription that's going to put me in the donut hole um, buying a, a dementia medication, I can get this thing I saw on TV and it's only going to cost me so many bucks and I can skip the electrical bill. I mean, that's the degree to which some people are, are going. Yeah, and, and that obviously um, that obviously then you know it curtails right into – the healthcare scenario that we have going on um, with 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 this country that it needs, you know, whether you're on one side of the issue or another, I think pretty much everybody agrees on the fact that something needs to be done, whether it's keeping the model that you have now, but figuring out how to reduce costs that allow more people to be covered, or if you're on the side of of this is this is a byproduct of healthcare costing so much. And and being so expensive, and you know, it's an industry workaround. Yeah, and so I mean, again, like we've we've talked about this many times before, and we'll continue talking about it because if we get one or two people to listen to us, then that's a win as far as I'm concerned. But the biggest byproduct is people are not saving money. If you, you if the the there's there's no issue with taking your pills. Nobody has an issue with that. It's because they don't have the money to take the pills. And I'm not judging anybody on it, but the fact of the matter is that we as a country do not save. We live paycheck to paycheck, Mm -hmm. and we live off of credit cards. And those credit cards continue to go higher. Now we have student loan debts. We have car debts that are skyrocketing. And and we just, you know, 10 years ago went through a housing crisis. And the housing in Massachusetts is pretty much bananas as well. so, you know, the the fact of the matter is, in many cases, 60-year-old Ryan is going to be thanking 30-year-old Ryan in 30 years for some of the, you know, like, as much as sometimes I don't want to, putting that money in the retirement fund, even though 30 years, it feels like a long ways away. And I'm not saying I have the perfect solution to it. I don't. But that's that's kind of it, it's an interesting topic because it it blends into so many different things from the healthcare issues to the people don't have money and they're not saving issues to that we're living longer and because we're living longer these diseases are more and more likely to occur mm-hmm. and you, you just like you said comorbidity 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 morbidity yeah. issues where you know like when my dad my dad had uh uh prostate cancer Prostate cancer, prostate. one of the cancer, mm. but it was a cancer that was like, it takes years and years and years to grow, decades to grow. Maybe it wasn't prostate, but it was. Well, you can have different levels of it. And it depends on your age too. Yeah. So, you know. but the doctor was like, I really wouldn't worry about this one way or another because you're probably going to be dead of something else before this cancer gets to be a problem. Like many men die of with prostate cancer, but the prostate cancer had nothing to do with right. their death. Um so I mean, but but this at the end of the day is people preying on people, and it's the equivalent of calling up Nana on the telephone and saying that she's got a late bill, or making the claim that Ryan's in Mexico in jail and we need a thousand dollars immediately to mm-hmm. let him go, or whatever crazy things they have. This is just the new form of that. 
Yeah, and you know, we've made this change from being an agricultural society where you went out in the backyard and you grew your stuff or you went down to the farm stand and you you got vegetables that weren't modified vegetables and they came out of soil that didn't have pesticides in it. Yep. And now you've got Meals on Wheels in a container that you hope you can open and you're not sure what it is that you're eating sometimes, you know. And and that's just that whole, you know, where I think we're an impatient nation that wants a quick fix for things. Absolutely. And if you can pop a pill and that's going to save you from having to make a dinner. You know, I think of George Jetson all the time about things, you know, and the robot comes around and puts a pill on everybody's plate and that's dinner, you know, and everybody thought, what a funny cartoon. Well, it's kind of scary how close we've gotten to being George Jetson. Yeah. And and that's, that's, you know, absolutely. We, we, we take immediate, immediate satisfaction in eating a burger or a pizza or an ice cream and, you know, don't, uh, and want the immediate pill to negate the decisions that we've made for the immediate yeah. satisfaction. Yeah. And I think, you know, with something like this, you know, like you say, if if one or two people hear this and and just are curious enough about it to think about it, you know, is that worth whatever the price of that product is or maybe is eating better or whatever. But for people to rush out and think that it's a cure, you know, is is really, I think, downright cruel in some cases you know no it absolutely is and it's uh and it's and it's a good thing that the 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 government's involved in that making sure that doesn't happen but at the end of the day um the government is generally always playing the 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 cat to the mouse you know it's it's always yeah and there's the the politics and and all the weaving in it's like um you know i think of things like school lunch program you know and Ketchup became a vegetable. <laughs> you know, it was like, how much nutrition is in ketchup? Yeah, you know? and I guess my my point earlier with like, you know, you, granted you said that these were 17 supplement companies have been issued these warnings or advisory letters. Those are more than likely all U.S. companies, right? Because the feds have jurisdiction over it. Right. What about the ones that aren't in the United States? Exactly. You know, the ones that that are, are more than happy to um, to do it, and they just buy advertising in the United States, and credit cards work across the pond. Yep. You know, so... Anyway. And you think the size of... You, you see these ads, which cost a gazillion dollars, and you go to a waiting room, and there's like family circle... Not family circle, but whatever those magazines are, and there's pages of this stuff. They're spending a fortune because they're making money on it. Yeah, and so and 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 that also kind of brings up the topic of the the pharmaceutical industry, which is a very big industry in the Boston area. It's a very very large industry, and the town next to us, Waltham, has some massive billion dollar companies in it. And this goes back to why it costs so much money. Part of the reason why it costs so much money for medication because they have to develop it, they have to go through stringent testing for it then they have to show the fda through multiple trials at the fda i believe through different yeah. steps if there's you like will. three tiers you have to go through and, and then you have to then market it and then bring it to the masses which usually involves national commercials hundreds of thousands of in-services with doctors you know the mailing letters out to people the 
the reps that are getting paid to inform different people. Now, I'm not saying that there are negative things about the pharmaceutical industry, you know, jacking up prices just to make a quick buck and things like that. But when when you have a failure rate as high as they do of not being able to bring these things to the market when you're spending billions of dollars on R&D, that's why these things continue to cost so much money and their prices go up. And that's why other, other maybe more uh, morally uh, scrupulous, if you will, companies <laughs> jack up the prices on things because they're not making enough money off of other things that they were hoping to bring to the market. Right. So they have this gold mine of Zyrtex or whatever it's co- called. So they say, hey, listen, we need to increase the rate by 300% because we need to fund all these other things. So I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's good. But that's part of the reason why it costs so much money is because, you know, these people on late night TV are probably not for the elderly, probably daytime TV on all their children or whatever it's called, all my children, I don't know what it's called, um, are doing these advertisements. And yep. that's all they have to pay for versus all the stringent testing that's going on with actual pharmaceuticals. Yeah, and there are pharmaceutical companies that they just take a, a drug that's popular and when it's hit a certain time where, you know, the um, – what is it, the copyright or whatever, allows it to um, expire. Go, expire and go generic, they sl- they reformulate it. Yes. Yeah, and absolutely. And now it's not, it's not in the generic category again. New and improved. Yeah, new and improved. improved. So, yeah, no, there's, there's certainly – and there's certainly some bad things about the pharmaceutical companies that, um, that I've read articles on where they – they know that there are issues, side, negative side effects with their their pills. Uh, generally, they still the positives outweigh the negatives, except for the situations where those negatives hurt you or your family members. Mm-hmm. But um, and then they say there's no issue with it; it doesn't cause suicidal thoughts. Blah 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 blah. And then when they go to re re up their um, their uh, their copyright, not copyright. What are we, uh, yeah, I forget their it's, patent on yes. it. Then they all of a sudden do it. Oh well, this this new patent doesn't have the same level of suicidal thoughts. And then these families are like, "You just told us for ten years that there's no issue with pseudo suicidal thoughts, and now this new one's supposed to mm-hmm. cure that issue." Like, so there's certainly that's uh, certainly not a very good moral uh, position to be in. So I'm not defending it in, entirely, but I'm just saying there's the difference in at least developing a a actual drug that helps people that you can prove helps people that's all costs huge amounts of money versus what these people are doing in in you know it seems like mom's basement you know in some some small little crummy lab where they throw some corn at some mice and say oh they eat the corn then you know all right that proves this that and the other and then all of a sudden they're put it out to market yeah. So excellent. Well, well, Janet, thank you very much for the um, the information. If you want more information on this, because Janet didn't really go into it detailed too much, and, and nobody wants to, you can just go online. Just type in FDA warned 17 companies about selling Alzheimer's cures. If you type that into Google, you'll get a, a, a plethora of um, articles related to it, and you can read it. I mean, there are a number of companies, and quite frankly, they're they all have some generic sounding name. Uh, you know, TEK Naturals, Nutrition Coalition, um, new, new, uh, 
sovereign laboratories. So, I mean, it's, it's companies that you're never going to remember the name because they're so generic, um, which is not a mistake by any means on their part. Um, that's purposely done. Trust me. Um, so anyways, you can read more about it, but anyways, we're back. Um, one other thing I was, I think there's some static. I don't know what that's coming from. I think it might be this cord right here from the USB interface to the computer. We'll replace that and hopefully prevent that from going on further. So if you heard the static, I apologize. Other than that, I guess for now we're going to have to deal with it. Um, It's an imperfect world. I know. Thank you very much for listening. We appreciate it very much. If you have feedback, if you need home care services, or if you have questions, please reach out to us. Uh, Our number is 781-862-3300. And you can reach me at brian at mwhomecare.com. Thank you, Janet. And everybody, have a great day. Thank you.